This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Well That's Good podcast. This is totally different than really, I think, probably any podcast I've ever done, except for I used to do this kind of stuff all the time, little vlogs, but I wanted this to be just like very straight back vlog style of me sharing kind of the prep going into passion and then what I experienced at passion because honestly, my mind is completely blown at all that God did. And I think sometimes, you know, I say that on Instagram captions, I'm like, I can't believe what God did. Or, um, you know, it's, it's like when people say, oh, you did such a good job. And I say it was the Lord. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. But you did a good job. And I'm like, no, really? Like, I wish you knew how much of it truly is the Lord. Like, I wish you could see what I see from my side, because um, I'm, I'm so blown away by how God brings these things together. And so blown away by all that God did that I can't wait to share it with you all just from my perspective everything that happened um, going into Passion 2024 and what God did. So let me just recap. I'll just go all the way back. So I guess um, typically whenever I speak at Passion, I have to say it's very intimidating. Um, It's a really big stage. It's a lot of people. And I love Passion Conference so much. My life was so impacted by it that I just don't take it lightly that they chose me and asked me to share a message because anybody could be sharing in that that space. And so I'm like, okay, God, if, if I'm going to get up there, then this word needs to be from you. And I don't want it to be anything about, oh, and like, God, it has to be you. And so typically I will think about my passion message really all year long, always just kind of like, okay, God, what do you want me to talk about? And normally I like to be very planned. I'm like, okay, you know, months in advance by the summer, I feel like I'm kind of know what I'm talking about. And then I just study, 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 and it begins to shape. Um, but this year that just didn't happen. I think having two kids, I've just been a lot busier and everything with LO going on. We have our conference now. We just had so much happening that I didn't feel this like clear direction of the passion talk that I was going to give. So come October, I'm like, okay, God, this would be a great time to kind of have some direction for what I'm going to talk about. And every time I asked the Lord about it, I just kept hearing the Lord say, just tell the story, like tell the story of the Bible which um, felt like specific direction, but also so broad. How do I tell the whole story of the Bible? That just felt very intimidating to me. And I just kept saying to God, God, I feel like the least, like the least likely person to do this. I just feel like if everyone who's going to be on that stage, I should not be the one recapping the whole story of the Bible because I'm the only one that's like not a Bible teacher, not a pastor. I didn't go to school, um, seminary school. And so I just kept like disqualifying myself to do what I felt like God was asking me to do. And so I was like, God, how am I going to do that? And I felt the Lord give me this direction to go watch all the Bible Project videos. If you don't know what the Bible Project is, um, it's just um, a YouTube channel. They have an app. They have all kinds of stuff. They have books and everything where it kind of recaps different stories of the Bible. And so I felt like the Lord just gave me that direction to study that. And I was like, okay, thank you for that direction. But that seems really overwhelming in and of itself. And do I even have time to do that? How am I going to do that? 
So anyways, as, as I kept thinking about it, I started kind of watching the Bible project. I watched like Genesis, Exodus, started strong first two. And I was like, I don't really know. Maybe I won't talk about this. In the meantime, I had been studying Josiah's life because I felt like, um, I don't know, one of my friends, Donna Stewart, had told me about Josiah and his stories. And sidebar, I know this does not seem significant, but three of my friends started dating people named Josiah. So I was like, okay, maybe I should pay attention to this story. And so anyways, I was kind of just like studying it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to preach on Josiah. Maybe I don't need to recap the whole story. But little did I know they went so hand in hand and what God was going to do with that. So um, here comes December. It's December, first week of December. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to start studying for passion. Like, and I had been like me and my parents and my husband um, went out to, um, you know, this like, we went to like an Airbnb thing, stayed out there and I kind of talked it out with them. So I had like some direction, but still nothing solid. And then um, I was actually interviewing John Mark Comer on my podcast, which some of you might've just heard that interview. And I was just kind of like searching in my heart at the time. What am I going to talk about? Couldn't stop thinking about passion. It felt so heavy on my heart. And I asked him, I was like, and it felt kind of sloppy in the moment. If you listen to the podcast, I was like, I don't really know why I'm asking you this, but you know, if if you were like me and you're going to recap the whole story of the Bible, how would you do that? And it was like so funny. If you heard it, you heard how shook I was because he was like, well, have you ever heard of the Bible Project? And I was like, oh my gosh. And out of this thing, if the Lord repeats himself, you better be listening. And that was a repeat of what I already heard. So I was like, okay, I'm for sure about to go watch all the videos. And John Mark was like, don't go do that between now and passion. You don't have time for that. Um, but I, I did. And I watched all the videos. It was like 12 plus hours from Genesis to Revelation. And honestly, um, that was so impactful for me in my own faith, um, regardless of, yes, it, it was powerful in the moment for passion. I'm so grateful that, that it was for so many people. But for me personally, just what I learned about the character of God, it opened my eyes so much to who he is, how good he is, the intention uh, behind the story that he tells in the Bible between by the details that he tells it, it gave me so much faith for where we're at now based off who he's been in the past. Like my mind was just blown, but it's really cool. Cause in the meantime, like I only had from the first week of December to January 3rd. And, um, it was like Christmas and New Year's, like everything, the holidays in between, we were hosting Christian's family. We had so much going on. And so I knew if I was going to do this, I was going to be having to get up really early because I was also working in between all of that. And obviously I have kids. And so it was just a crazy time. So Donna Stewart, same person I mentioned earlier, her, she's been on the podcast before. She's been Stewart's wife. She's one of my great friends and mentors. And she texted me and said, how can I be praying for your passion message? And I said, well, pray I'll wake up in the morning because I need more time to study, but I'm so tired. And she said, I will not only pray for you, I will text you every morning at 6 a.m. And so just what a legend. Every single morning at 6 a.m., she texted me, um, good morning, praying for you. She sent me a devotional. She was like, go get in the Word. Go be with Jesus. You're crushing it, Mama. You're going to do a great job. And it was truly so encouraging. So every morning I had like, you know, a couple hours before everyone woke up to just study the Bible. And it was the most fruitful time. It was so, so good. But I will say there were a lot of mornings that I didn't feel like I was understanding anything or I felt like I was so tired or was just pushing through or just sitting with the Lord. And there were some mornings I overslept and there were some mornings I fell asleep in the middle of studying. 
And it's just really cool to see what God did with all of those times that I, I didn't even know he was speaking, um, but I was just treasuring that word. I was storing that word in my heart. And when the time came, it did come out of my mouth. So anyways, I studied, studied, studied. We had Christmas. We had Christian's family here. We had my family Christmas. It was so fun. Meantime, still kind of thinking about this, pondering all this. And it just wasn't fully coming together yet still. I had this story about Josiah. I had this like Bible recap happening in my mind. I had hours and hours and hours of studying. Like I mentioned 12 hours, but that's just the time it took to watch the video. Uh, I'll actually show you in my notebook. I mean, pages and pages. I think it starts like way back here. Yeah, here's prayer for passion maybe even starts further back. And this is like all just like Bible recap notes, all the different things, Josiah, everything I was studying. So I had like 20 hours of content and studying from a month in my mind that I somehow needed to get all of that in my head into a 35 minute talk that was concise enough for college students to um, take to heart and to for them to fall more in love with who God is and the character of who he is. And so I kind of had just too much swirling in my brain. And I couldn't put it all into one concise message. And honestly, it was stressing me out. So Christian said, hey, you should call Miles. And Miles is our old pastor from Auburn. He said, you know, he, he's a great pastor. He obviously speaks to college students. He knows the Bible back and forth. And uh, maybe he could help you with some of the language that you're having a hard time articulating. I said, okay, that'd be great. So I called Miles and it was just like the coolest thing ever because Miles had happened to, just so happened to, this is the Holy Spirit, of course, preach a message on Josiah like four months ago. And he was like, Sadie, you're not going to believe this. He's like, are you ready for the bomb? He's like, this is so cool. And he told me that Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel were the sons of the generation who were um, under Josiah's reign. So when Josiah, if you've heard my message or you know the story of Josiah, he rediscovered the book of the law. So he rediscovers the word of God. And Miles tells me this amazing story or the fact of the story that Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, people who we talk about in the Bible a lot, who are like heroes of faith, their parents would have been there the day that Josiah found the book of the law and read the book to everyone um, in the kingdom. And so they got to be raised by parents who rediscovered the word of God, took it as a value to their generation, made a covenant and a promise to God that they were going to follow at heart and soul. And so what that did was that connected the whole thought process of this whole time of the Josiah story and the word of God, this recap, and it made it all come together. So if you watch my passion message, I start with Josiah, I tell the Bible recap, and then I end with this Josiah thing and it pulled the whole thing together because Miles was like, Sadie, don't go up there and preach two different sermons. You need to have one point is to have the same thread throughout the whole thing because that's what people are gonna leave um, thinking about. In the meantime of all this, I found this letter that someone had written me years ago and it's just the coolest thing. She wrote me this letter and all she said was, how do you know God is real? Practical answers only. And I thought, you know, I think this is finally my chance to answer that question. And I'm going to answer it by the word of God. Uh, this word that I've just spent a month studying, um, being amazed by building my faith and like 
There's no other thing that I can tell you. I, mean, I can tell you a million things. I can tell you all the things that make me know God is real. Um, but practical answers only. I can tell you about the word of God and how it changed my life. And the same story that changed Josiah's life. And that generation is changing my life and this generation. And so anyways, just pulled everything together. I called several other pastors who just spoke into the message, spoke into the word. And then I preached that message to mom and Christian over and over and over again. Y'all, good news report. Haven is doing so good sleep training. She's really just finally starting to sleep through the night, which I know seven months in, but she's doing great. And sleep training is not for the faint of heart, but let me tell you something that has been the best thing for us. The key to our sleep training success, if we have it, is Dreamland Baby. It is amazing. We have used this for Honey and for Haven. Honey, actually, whenever she was probably, I guess, two months old, we were not getting any sleep and we were like, what are we gonna do? And it was like a movie moment where watching Shark Tank and this brand comes on and they're like, are you having a hard time getting your baby to sleep? And me and Christian are like, we are. And we saw this Dreamland baby. We ordered it for Honey. Honey still has her Dreamland sleep sack. Um, we've just aged up with her and Haven is now in Dreamland baby since she was tiny and she loves it. I mean, that is like the only way to even get her to sleep. When we put sleep sack on, everyone knows it is time for bed. Y'all, I love the weighted sleep sack from Dreamland baby. It's gentle weight mimics the feeling of a parent's touch, which helps calm and relax your baby. And I can even see it when I put Haven in it. She gets so calm. I just give her a couple little pats and she is just off to sleep. The sleep sack is easy to use with a two-way zipper for quick diaper changes and a tagless design that doesn't irritate your baby. Plus it's made super soft yet sturdy material that holds up very well even after washing. Like I said, we've had ours for years. I've even passed them down to other families who have wanted them and they've held up great. We love, love, love the sleep sack. Um, truly, I, I think, yes, sleep training has been good with it, but the best thing is just it helps them go to sleep, which is great. So it's not that wrestle that we used to have whenever we had we were trying to sleep train honey. So you might have seen Dreamland Baby uh, make a deal on Shark Tank, like I mentioned, or you may have seen their products in top retailers like Nordstrom's. Their products have been featured in Forbes, which is pretty legit. I mean, everyone is starting to catch on to the fact that Dreamland's awesome. But if you want to catch on for yourself, go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter my code WOA, W-H-O-A, at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. So this offer is actually for new and existing customers. So you can go do it right now, even if you already use Dreamland. That's dreamlandbabyco.com and enter the code WOE to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. Y'all, if you're a mom out there, this is the best thing you can get for yourself. If you know a mom and her birthday's coming up, this is a great gift to get her. Now here's the part that it gets kind of crazy. So I had this last week to study for passion between Christmas and passion conference. And this was like, I talked to Miles in that way. I talked to all these pastors. It's finally coming together. And this is so last minute for me for it to come together. So now after it kind of like clicked, I'm like, all right, I have a couple of days to study and to know it, to get really, to get it really solid because that Bible recap thing, if I didn't do that and like I'm, I'm trying to recap the whole Bible in 20 minutes. That's very hard to do. That, like I mentioned on stage that day, it would take like 82 hours to listen to the whole Bible on audio, which is actually not that bad. That's like 1% of your year and you could do it. But to do it in 20 minutes and not not do too much to where it loses people and you're like, what? And not do too little that it loses the depth and the meaning and the the magnitude of it, but just have that sweet spot where it really covers who God is and the redemption of his life. Like that's a very hard thing to study for. So it's like, all right, I got this last couple of days, I'm gonna study hard. 
then Haven gets sick and Haven actually um, got this UTI. She has this UTI problem that we've kind of known about. Um, we actually had found out two weeks before we had a, a special doctor's appointment um, not local. We had to go somewhere for it. And turns out she has kidney reflux. Um, we've come to find out that it's fairly common, but the, the kind of UTI she's getting are not so common. And so basically they were like, you know, if she gets another UTI, she's going to have to be in the hospital. And so I started seeing like symptoms pop up. She just wasn't eating well. She got a high fever and I started getting worried about her. And this was a Saturday and this was the Saturday right before New Year's. So I call our doctor and our doctor was like so nice and so kind. And she met me at the clinic just to like check Haven head to toe and see if she thought this really was the UTI. And you know, we decided and figured out it was. And so we had to go to the hospital and she had to be on antibiotics for three days. So we ended up going to the hospital and we were in this tiny hospital in Louisiana. And we were there for three days for her to be hooked up uh, to fluids and get antibiotics. And y'all, it was so crazy because let me tell you something, every single time I'm about to speak, it's like something like this happens. It's, it's so weird. Like y'all know a couple years ago when I was about to speak at Passion and I got the flu and COVID and it's like always right in this time that just feels like just this attack, right? Um, but you know what's so cool is that I, as like sad about it as I was because I had to watch Haven go through something hard, um, there was such a depth of peace and just trust in the Lord because one of what I've seen him bring us through in the past, like I'm like, Okay, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You know, that doesn't mean it won't come, but it's not going to prosper. Um, and, but what I've seen them bring us through in the past, but also what I've been studying all month about the character of God, like it's not promised that bad things aren't going to happen, but he's going to be faithful in the midst of them. So in the midst of them, like the things that happened in the hospital, conversations I had that were so powerful and time to just study, like one, Haven was doing awesome. She is such a rock star. She was doing so great and she's totally well now and doing awesome. And I had all that time to just study and preach the message to my mom and everything. So we spent those days in the hospital. It was crazy. It was wild. And I was going straight from like, the hospital, like tiny, tiny hospital with no one even on my floor to passion conference it was quite a whirlwind. But the the best news is that she was okay. Well, it was the last day uh, at the hospital and like the day before we were about to leave for passion. And I went through the message with my mom and Christian one more time. And my mom was basically like, Sadie, it's just not really coming together. Like, I think what you're trying to do is cool, recapping the Bible for people, but I just don't know if it's really gonna be that helpful because I don't think you're being as concise as you need to be. It's a little bit confusing. Uh, I don't really see the thread. And she's just like, very honestly, it's like, it's not working. <laughs> I was like, mom, I don't know what to tell you. I've been studying this for two months. This is what I felt like the Lord say to do. Um, so I don't know what to say. So I pull up an Acts where Stephen does this message for everyone. And Stephen's about to get stoned. And he just like preaches this message. And his message is just a recap of the story of the Bible. And I told mom, I was like, I don't really know what it was like that day when he preached that message. I don't know if people got it. I don't know if it went over their head. I don't know if it was helpful. I don't know what happened, but I do know at the end of that sermon, he saw Jesus standing beside God. And I I just feel very inspired by, by what he did. And that's what I'm hoping to do. And I want it to be concise and I want it to make sense. But if I look like a fool up there and I'm obedient to God, then that's what I have to do. But I know I need to work harder on making this more concise. 
So spent more hours writing it out, working it out. And the reason why it was so complicated is because, like I said, didn't want to share too little information that it dumbed it down. You didn't get the importance of the story in the thread. But I didn't want to share too much information that it was just like unnecessary over your head. Then I couldn't spend too much time on any one story that it led me down another path or any story that was not necessarily on the thread of the whole thing. And somehow I had to do that in, you know, under 20 minutes. I would just honestly be like an offering to this generation to just learn the story more and see the redemptive hand of God and the intention and all of it. And I wanted to nail it. It was just hard. So I kept working, kept working, kept working, kept working. And then I preached it for a couple other friends. And I felt like, okay, you know what? This is at a good place, but God, it's going to have to be you. And let me tell y'all, it was just the coolest thing when I was on stage that night because one, I was overwhelmed with the fact that one, I did it. Like I told the story and it was concise and the Holy Spirit just truly gave me the words and the time to do it. And then two, as much as I prepared for this moment and this message, you cannot prepare for the way that God's going to allow you to feel in those moments. And I had prayed this prayer right before I went out and prayed a ton, but I remember saying this to the Lord, God, like, give me a moment where I look out at them and like, I feel the sense of your love for this generation. And I remember thinking like, I wouldn't even be able to bear it. Like, I wouldn't even be able to bear it if you let me feel the love you have for everyone, but like, give me a sense. And I just, I got super emotional on stage. If you watch the video, like it made me so emotional. I wasn't expecting to get emotional. You can't prepare for those moments, but it was like all of a sudden, everything I was saying, I realized I truly believe with my whole heart and my whole soul. Like I truly believe this. this. This has changed my life. And I really want you to believe it too. And I want it to change your life because the days we're living in are dark and they're scary and they're hard. And unless we turn to the Lord, unless we repent, unless we turn to the Lord, unless we um, let God be God, then then we're living in some dark times. Like we we have to see a change. So I might not be able to convince you that God is real, but you could not convince me otherwise. Because the evidence of His faithfulness in my life, the character I see in this story is the character I see in my life. Not because things are good, but because He is. Just thinking about how much God loves them, how much God has for them, how much God wants us to, you know, to live a good life. And I'm not saying he wants everything to be perfect. Not everything's going to be perfect, but to be his children here on earth, to, to bear witness to his name, to give glory to him and to actually step into the fullness of the life he has for us. It just like got so overwhelming. And um, I just got emotional and just thinking about my kids. Like I, a lot of people said, you know, you went mom mode up there. Like you sounded like the heart of a mother and it sounded different than how you've ever preached before. And in that moment, I truly did start thinking about Honey and Haven all of a sudden. I was like, I want our generation to turn to the Lord for so many reasons. But one reason is because I have kids coming up and I want them to see that we made a difference, that we turned, that it was going one way, but time the times changed because the things shifted because a generation fell in love with the Lord and we discovered His Word and we took it to heart and we actually lived it out. Um, that just like made me think, wow, you know, we actually could see something crazy. This could be like a historical moment when uh, a revival really does happen based off of a, a heart of repentance and a turning to God. And thinking about my kids, like thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. They're the kids of a generation who valued the Word of God. 
and um, they saw a change. Now, that didn't mean they didn't still go and face the things they were going to face, like Meshach and Abednego had to go into a fiery furnace, but that's where the Lord was. You know, Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, but that's where the glory of God was revealed. They were exiled into Babylon, but look at what the Lord did in in their stories. And so it kind of just gave me hope that even if things don't get better circumstantially, if we spiritually get stronger, then my kids, although they might not have everything perfect in their life, they'll have faith. And that's really all they need to get through. So all these things just hit me in this moment. It was like, you know, the prep is one thing, but it was the spirit that really changed me. And so I'm just amazed. And then what was so cool was seeing every speaker go. If you're going to go back and watch Passion, you need to watch it like in order. Every single speaker, you would think, you would think that we talk and we plan this, but we could never do that. And so what was cool on like a grand scale is that what I was telling the story about how God told this epic story through the Bible, right? And it's thousands of years and all these different authors, but yet it's one story and it's one thread. We kind of got to see that on like a very small level of all of us, you know, leaned in and asked the Lord what we should speak on. And all of it was inspired by the word of God. And we go, we preach these sermons and they all told one unified story and they built on one another. So all these different authors, all these different messages, but to tell one message and tell one story and for one purpose. And you saw that through passion. It was really the most amazing thing. Like Ben Stewart, he preached this message about how like the word of God is confusing, but it's like, do you want it? Do you want it? If you want it, then lean in, let it fall on good soil. And it's so cool because Ben was like, why am I preaching the sermon? And when he heard me preach, he was like, that's why I'm preaching the sermon. And he said, you know, Sadie, I could have preached the Bible recap. I do that all the time. And I told him, I said, I know that's I told God, why don't you ask Ben Stewart to do it? And he said, because they needed to see me confused and wrestle with the word and how I get through that. And they needed to see you know the word so that they can know that they can do that too. And just so you know, for those of you who watched and thought, wow, you know so much of the word, that was not just like I knew all that. It was so many hours of studying, but every bit of it was so worth it. So I hope that encourages you. Like, you can go watch the Bible Project too. You can learn the word. You can read it. You, you, I had to call so many pastors and ask them so many questions. And it was so beneficial to my faith and to my life. So don't be shy to do that. Um, it was cool too, because remember how I said, I was trying to find like the balance of what stories to take out, what stories to keep in. Every story that I almost took out, that I was like, I mean, that I did take out, but I almost put back in because I was like, ah, oh, that's such a good story. I want to put that in, but like it doesn't go with maybe the thread that I'm kind of on. Um, it was so cool because someone else preached it. Like, for instance, the dry bones uh, coming to life. I wanted to preach that so much to foreshadow that the spirit was going to come. But then I was like, oh, OK, I guess I want more. And in a spontaneous moment of worship, this is so cool. Um Earl McClellan gets up, has nothing to do with the sermon, reads the entire passage of the dry bones going to life. And then I also wanted to talk about the feast more. I had an entire call with some amazing pastors teaching me about the feast. And they, they told me all about it. I wanted to talk about the significance of the feast and the timing and the Jewish people and all this stuff. And I never really got to share that. But then Christine gets up and she talks about the feast and the Jewish people and how they remember everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, you're so good. And so it's just so cool because each time that happened, I looked at Christian, I'd be like, and that's why I didn't have to share that because God already put that on someone else's heart. So truly my faith has been so raised by Passion 2024 from the prep to seeing what God did, to seeing every speaker and every message. It was so good. I will be watching all those sermons back. I encourage you to do the worship 
I'll never forget it. And I actually want to bring Christian into this now because Christian uh, got on stage right after one of the most um, powerful worship moments I've ever seen. But I think also this generation maybe has been able to be a part of. Um, I said one of. There's been a lot of powerful worship moments happening, um, especially as we were Bible, different things. But this was a special moment that I've never got to see before. And Christian went out on stage right after that. So I want to ask him about how he was feeling, what that was like, and what we got to experience. So BRB, I'm going to go get Christian. So y'all know I have two little beautiful girls who are just the best things in the world. And, you know, I will say it is hard to find great things to feed them that they actually like. Honey is a lot harder than Haven, but for Haven, I'm getting to introduce her to all these things. And I want to make sure that she has the nutrients that she needs and that she likes it. I love finding products that are great for my family. And A2 Platinum Premium Infant Formula fits the bill. A2 Platinum's number one ingredient is fresh milk from cows that produce the A2 protein naturally and aren't treated with the growth hormone RBST. A2 Platinum is formulated for little tummies as they grow and develop. It's complete with everything baby needs like DHA, vitamin E, prebiotics, and choline. Y'all know I'm all about safety, especially for my girls, and A2 Platinum's top priority are quality and safety for their products. They have an amazing track record with zero recalls, which is honestly super impressive, and A2 Platinum even received the Clean Label Project Purity Award. So if you're worried about what you're going to give your kid. This is a perfect thing to just ease your mind on what you're going to give them. So I was a little bit worried about even trying it at first, um, even though I knew it was amazing. I knew it was clean just because Haven has been on another formula. So I was like, you know, you don't want to switch. Sometimes you're worried if they're going to like it. She did not like bat an eye. She sucked it down. She loved it, which was so great because she loved it. And it had everything that I knew was good for her in it. So it was a great switch for us. So join me and the parents around the world that choose A2 Platinum for their little ones. Pick up A2 Platinum Infant Formula at your local Meyer or Wegmans stores or have it delivered directly to your door by visiting a2platinum.com slash whoa. So right now when you order online with my special URL, you'll get 25% off your first purchase, which is an amazing deal. Get 25% off your first order online. Go to the letter A and the number two platinum.com slash W-H-O-A. That's a2platinum.com slash whoa. Okay, welcome to the vlog. So here I am. She came and got me. I'm I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Okay, I also forgot to mention that the preparation for this, Louis and Shelly lead so well, and it was just like every single speaker and worship leader had the most pure heart going into this, and they had us all come to Austin, Texas. When was that? A month before. Yeah, the end of November, and we just like prayed together and worshiped together. And I think a lot of that is what led to passion this year being so just holy, set apart, pure, authentic. There was not one person that came in with an ego. There was not one person that came in. Um, like everyone came in to seek the heart of God. Well, it's like so many of the things in life. Like if you build a culture. Yeah. Like you cultivate relationships. Yeah. You with sports team with sports teams. It's like you know, the more, the more close knit you are outside of the field and outside of the locker room, you know, I think that made a difference for it does, sure. Yeah. It did. Okay. So you went up on stage in a moment where we just experienced something like we never experienced before. So let's explain what happened if we even can't articulate that. Um, okay. So what happened? This was the last session 
and we're worshiping and then explain. Well, Brad Jones, who um, is amazing, he leads so much of a passion. And if you've ever been to Passion, he's the one that you know ushers in all the Host moments. He moments. hosts the moments. It's he's uh, he's unbelievable at that. But we were worshiping. Well, he had wanted me to kind of share something the last morning. Um, and we were worshiping, and we were where we were sitting, and the moment hadn't happened yet when, when I was up there with you because he had you yeah. know touched me on the shoulders. So I went down with him to down to the floor. We were kind of back behind it where everyone was sitting before we were going to go up there. But the moment hadn't truly happened yet while I was still with you. So we were apart when, you know, yeah. the worship moment happened. And when I say what, what the worship moment happened, it just was, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to put into words, but it was just a moment where you didn't want to do anything else after it. Yeah. So it was something where, yeah, like it was, the the set time for worship was over. Oh, explain that first. Um, it was over. And then um, right before it kind of ended, like transitioning moments. So, you know, we are all about everyone's like, let the spirit move. But we actually do have a clock that we somewhat, you know, kind of try to go by. And so if you're from our perspective, you can see the clock. It's at zero. And Christian Samfield just kind of leads this last tag to a song. Um Hallelujah, mm -hmm. for the Lord God Almighty reigns. And then we just kept singing it over and over and over and over again. But mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was repetitive. It was like you couldn't stop. Like Christian just mentioned, there was nothing else you wanted to do. Well, it was a moment you didn't want to end and you didn't know, you didn't know how it was going to end. And for me, knowing that I was going up on stage right after this moment, I kept telling Brad, I was like, I don't want to go up there. Like, I don't think, I don't know how this is going to end, but I just don't see how it's going to be, you know, like a transition moment to a message. I just don't see how that fits into this because it it was just so unexplainable. It was so holy. And I just did not feel, I, I didn't feel worthy to go up there after that. I didn't want it in the moment. I didn't want the first thing people See, after this incredible moment, moment is me. I just, it just didn't seem. <laughs> and you fitting. were crying too. Oh yeah, I was, I was in the corner just bawling because it, it was the most overwhelming, just worship sensation I've ever felt like that. Especially, it, it was one of those moments where it's like you're with sixty thousand people, but it felt like you were just by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know those moments where you're, just, you're so there's whether it's in your car or you're at a fire or whatever. It just felt like that. That, so that stripped back yeah. intimate moment. Um, and yeah, I'd been crying. So my eyes were all puffy. <laughs> I was like, I just don't want to go up there. Um, and lo and behold, the worship did end. And, you know, Brad did go up there and he did call me up there after. But yeah, for like 20 minutes, I, I was telling Brad, I was like, I don't think anyone's supposed to go up there. I don't know how it's going to end. but Because I, I, in my mind, I was thinking like maybe Christine's just going to go up there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I saw it ending was like just skip. You know, skip the house moment, skip the transition, yeah. just have Christine go up there and just start her Yeah, off. I think it was so good that he did go up there because Christian, basically Brad was like, what are you feeling in this moment? Well, how can you articulate what you just felt in that moment? We've never experienced anything like that before. And you were like having a hard time articulating it. And then later we were talking about you having a hard time articulating it. And I was like, but what you did was you, you attempted to do what everyone was going to have to attempt to do at some point is to articulate something that you cannot 
articulate. It's mm-hmm. it's explaining something that you can't explain because you experience something you've never experienced. So when I tell you like we were worshiping, we sang that tag for like 20 minutes and um, the worship leaders, so they were not looking at each other. I watched this. They were all facing different directions. And one by one, they got down on their knees and then Christian Samfield just like lays out on his stomach and then Brett lays out in his stomach, another worship leader does, and they're not looking at each other. Like I've never seen, it was like the weight of, glory, which sounds like such a churchy term, but it's like, truly, that's just what it appeared to be, um, just kind of fell in the room. And as you were singing, holy, 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 are you Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, it was just as if God was there. Like, I can't really articulate any other way, but I love that someone was commenting on JP's post after, um, and they said, this was the moment for me that everything I was hearing Um, I finally understood in my heart because I'd heard these words spoken. I heard these messages. I heard the recap of the Bible. I heard Louis preach about the shadow of the cross. I heard JP talk about the only way. You know, we heard all these incredible messages, but it was in that moment where everything you heard was sealed. It was real. It was like, you can't really deny that you felt something that you just, it's, it just felt otherworldly, you know? Um, so I know this probably sounds crazy, um, but I, I do want to share that because I think sometimes, you know, we hear about God doing these things and it's so encouraging, but you're like, I've never experienced that. And there wasn't anything like crazy about it. It wasn't like the lights weren't crazy. The music wasn't crazy. It was just the voices. But, um, you know, I think it was just a moment where everyone was like doing what we're created to do, giving God glory. And no body was in the way, no ego was in the way, no insecurity was in the way. Um, it was just a clear picture of what you were created to do to worship God. And it was just beautiful. It was truly holy and set apart. Um, it was amazing. Any other passion recap thoughts? Um, no, I, mean, I was going to sh- share what I said in the moment if no one, if people weren't there. But um so, like I said, I did end up going on stage, which I did not really want to do in the moment. Um, but just from putting myself in the shoes of where people were, you know, because I went, I was, that was me. I think it was eight years ago. I think I did the math seven or eight years ago. Um, but it's easy to leave a moment like that, and you know, you leave with like a feeling, and quickly it can become just a memory if you don't share what you experience with somebody, or if you don't you know, get serious about creating guidelines and creating, putting things in your life to where you have accountability for things. So it's like, you have this crazy moment, you have this encounter, but if you don't tell others about it, if you don't set up guidelines to help and parameters to help you, you know, stay in the bounds of those convictions that you felt that week of you experiencing this thing, then it's going to be quickly that you're going to be back right back to where you came. So I'd kind of just said, you know, you need to get accountability. And if you don't have accountability, then like I said, it's going to just become a memory and you're going to be back to the same place that you were before. Um, and especially this is guys, you know, accountability can be awkward. It can be not fun just because you don't like to confess things or you don't want people to call you out. And, you know, sometimes it can feel shameful or whatever, but, you know, as men, you need those people in your life and women as well. You know, we all um, need people in us that are fighting for us that are going to call us out when we mess up on things. And we need to also have the humility and the vulnerability mm-hmm. to, to, to share things that people might not even see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just think that leaving a moment like that, you have to have that to stay grounded, to stay rooted, to call you back to this moment that you'd had. Yep. Um, so in a nutshell, that was kind of what I had shared. It was so good. It was so good. It was so perfect. He's looking so cute up there. I was like, oh, it's my boo. And he is pastor in this moment. And honestly, I was worried for him, not because I didn't know that you could do it, but because I was like, this is a hard moment to get up on like stage after that. I don't even know. I don't know what I would say for sure. And so seeing him step into that moment was really, really cool. And then your word was like straight up what everyone needed to hear, because that's so true. Like if you don't walk away from this and you know, confess or tell someone or testify like what just happened um, and get people to hold you accountable to it. It really can just become a memory. I think that's why you have these like spiritual highs mm -hmm. and not these like spiritual encounters that truly last and truly stay. Not that it didn't happen. What happened wasn't real. It's just that you, it didn't become real to you. You know, you didn't get real about it. So super cool. I also just thought about, I forgot to mention the illumination thing. So this oh, yeah. was so cool. So there's this people group in Peru that we are trying to sponsor um, them getting the whole Bible translated in their language. We had already done 12 verses, but we wanted it to be the whole Bible. And it was so cool, by the way. Passion just did a great job of getting to tell that story because they had a guy named Leo who was from there who went and delivered the Bible, um, the first 12 verses that we were able to sponsor to these people. And just getting to see their reaction was so amazing. And so Brad was like, hey, you should go up and you should just encourage people to give. And so I was like, okay. And I was about to go up and I'm watching this video and it's so powerful. And then I'm like, somebody go get my Bible. I don't want to go up there without my Bible. And I had just read, I remember that I wrote this when I first got my Bible. Some of you have probably seen it on social media if you weren't there. But I read what I had written in my Bible when I first got it. That was just like a reminder to myself about what I'm reading and the power behind it. Um, this is where I wrote it in my Bible. And I just read that. And it was so cool because after I read it, I was like, you know, so we need to give this. There's no reason we shouldn't be able to do this. There's 60,000 people in here. We can do this. And we were trying to raise a million dollars. Well, it was just uh, so funny because then Brad was like, come on, Sadie, do you think they can do it? And I'm like, do you all think we can do it? Because ultimately it's up to y'all. And it was like a golf clap. Like it was like no woohoos, like maybe a woohoo from the back and it was your mom, but it was like barely clapping. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, after everything we've experienced, after all we've been through, after what we just watched, come on, we can give, we can give. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't say that. I was like, okay. And I was getting a little worried. We were at $400,000 at the time. So then Brad's like, all right, let's pray. So we pray, we open our eyes and it's like 650,000. And I'm like, what? okay, maybe they were just quiet because they were on their phone. And then within like 10 minutes, it was at a million. And then this was so crazy. We raised actually over $2 million. So we are going to get to sponsor uh, having the Bible translated, which is just like the coolest thing ever, because when you really think about um, what that means and what that does and is, that's just like so powerful. So um, it was cool because not only were our lives changed, but that's what revival should be is it shouldn't change your life, but it should change the city, it should change the nation, it should change other people's lives. And so getting to receive the word and then give the word is essentially what we should all be doing whenever we come into the Lord. So that was just like a cool, tangible way to look at it and be like, whoa, God is moving. It was an awesome moment. It was awesome. Okay, now I'm gonna invite mom to come on because I wanna hear mom's perspective because she was with me in the hospital with Haven. Yep. She was with me over the 20 recap fails that I had and telling probably more than that, telling me that I need to rework it, which was really good. I needed that motherly advice. And she just saw a lot from her perspective. So I'm going to invite her to come in. Any last words? Uh, nope. 
Y'all, y'all know me. Y'all, y'all know me at this point. Y'all know I'm not a very routine person. I would love to be, but I have a hard time doing it. But that is why AG1 is so clutch for my health because it doesn't take that much. It doesn't require that much of my time, but I can actually keep it in a routine, which is so great. It's all about keeping your health simple, but also just because it's simple doesn't mean that you're, you know, not getting everything you need. So Christian and I, we love AG1. It's just one scoop in a mix of water uh, once a day, and it makes us feel so energized, focused, and ready for the day, and just knowing that we did something really healthy for our body. Each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and so much more. It's a healthy habit that's also super simple, and that is what I love about it the most. When I drink AG1, I know I'm covering all the bases for my nutrition and getting some awesome benefits like supporting my brain, immune system, and gut health, and AG1 is packed with everything my body needs daily, plus there's no pills to swallow or complicated routines to follow. So sign me up. Um, I actually saw Christian taking AG1 for a while, and but I tried it and I was like, wait, this is amazing. It actually tastes so good. And truly the day I took it, I noticed that my energy was so much better. My focus was so much clearer and I just loved it. So I cannot recommend it enough. I recommend it to everyone. You've heard me recommend it to y'all, but it really is just so great. So if there's one product that I'm going to recommend to you to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, Start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs like I'm holding right here with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash woe. That's drinkag1.com slash woe, W-H-O-A, to check it out today. Okay, Swaggy, welcome to the vlog. Thank you. So I already told them that you were the real one and you were like, Sadie, this is not working out. <laughs> the real one. I, did. I told you the real truth. You told me the real truth. Well, okay, you were the real yeah. one for real, for no. real, because one, you kept the kids a couple nights to let me, which we didn't even, I have to tell you, this is really funny. After the message, this is cool too, because this circles back to me saying the Steven message thing dad texted me after passion and he was like Sadie that was so cool and he didn't know what I was gonna be talking about and he was like that reminded me of the message that Stephen preached in the book of Acts which was yeah. really cool and David Platt said the same thing so that was cool to see that, that come really together cool. but yes. also dad texted me he's like okay um that was really good now um I guess I'll give it a pass that your offspring kept me up all night multiple nights but I'll <laughs> let you prep for passion yeah and what I did not like what he did text that and I was in that text but I did not correct him because I'm like he snoozed the whole time. I don't remember him getting up once. You're like, like I've been up all night. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure he heard it, yeah. but I was the one. So actually you, getting yeah, up, you yeah. kept the kids and you were in the hospital with me in Haven and you listened to my message a lot of time. So this is what I say when I'm like, I have a lot of people to thank. I have a Aww. lot of people to thank. Mom and Christian are probably up there as in top two. Um, Bella kept the kids while yes. we were at Passion. Donna Stewart for 6 a.m. All the pastors who took my phone calls and answered all my questions. We had um, every family member helped out so much. All of my yeah. friends who sat there and asked me months ago what I was going to talk about mm-hmm. and prayed with me for it. Um, all the people that encouraged me, like truly it's an army. And I told mom this before I said, you know, it really is very intimidating to speak at passion, but like knowing that I have an army behind me, I really don't feel like I'm getting up there by myself. It's like mm-hmm. on behalf of a group Aww. of people who so nice. like yes. want y'all to know this word that have helped me cultivate this word. I get to be 
person that shares it, but there's a lot of people that helped me get here. And so oh, truly, that's thank so you true. for that. Well, and dad, to be fair, dad probably didn't sleep fully because <laughs> your girls don't sleep that great. I don't know how you do it. I don't even know how you're going that's every day. That's why I have an eye twitch, but, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, and dad, dad contributed with meals while you're, he did. while you're working and um, also always good commentary too. That's yeah. true. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, it was a, this one was a ride. I will admit. And I mean, everyone, I want y'all to know that like, it does not just happen. Like, say does not just get up there and, no. and yes, God has gifted her with this. He called her to this. He prepared her. And I look back at from her childhood and like, see how God was preparing her every single step of the way for that moment, which is why it's always really powerful for me and I'm going to get emotional already. But like when you walk in the room and you see that space and you see you, one, you're just like, God, how did you do this? Like, how did you orchestrate all this to bring us to this spot to allow um, Sadie to have this opportunity to speak to this many people? But also in one hand, it's that, but in another hand, it's like, oh, I see how you did it. Cause I, you know, I saw her at five preaching on the coffee table. I saw her in fifth grade calling the other girls into a Bible study. I saw her at this age doing this, you know, I saw her and and God preparing you all the way through to that. So, but having said all that, <laughs> it's not like she just gets up there and talks mm -hmm. and it all comes together. People always mm -hmm. say to me, like, I'll say, Oh, I'm really nervous about speaking a passion. Like, How do you feel? I'm really nervous. Like, oh, well, you always do such a good job. You're so good. And I'm like, <laughs> no <laughs> like it's not like oh I always do such yeah. a good job I can just go up there and just go for it yeah. it's like you do always do such a good job because the spirit the spirit comes through moves, but yes. also you prepare so much and so well Sadie works like wakes up early mornings stays up late nights when I'm like all right I gotta go to bed Sadie's like I'm just now I'm gonna get started and work so stays up late nights up in the early, reads all the things, asks questions, allows other people to speak into her and allows people to say the hard things, the real things like, okay, like I need to know, like, is this real? And is this right? And am I, am I saying it right? Where I know a lot of people would be intimidated by that. Like I would be like, whenever I'm working on a message, I'm like, I'm just going to keep it to myself and I hope it's good when I get there. But <laughs> Sadie's like, tell me she the truth. She will do it she will speak it. I mean, I, how many people did you do it in front of? I don't even know. So many before she gets up there on that stage because she wants, she, there, it's a burden mm -hmm. and a responsibility when you get up there mm -hmm. to bring what the Lord has and um, so you want to do it well. Anyone, anyone could do it. Anyone could be chosen to, to share in that space. And if I'm going to do it, I want it to be something that's one from the Lord and two, I'm communicating what the Lord gave me in such a way that people understand. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. if I feel that the need to share the word and God told me to do that, but I'm not stewarding it well. And the words are not, I don't know the word. How am I going to do that? How am I going to walk in that obedience? And so like sharing it for friends is to say, did this impact you? Did this mm -hmm. move you? Like whenever I shared it for Lindsay and Kelly mm -hmm. and they had tears in their eyes, I was like, Okay, okay, like this is moving yeah. the heart of people. So yeah. that's like the purpose of sharing it with so many people. It's not to mm -hmm. nail it, to like right. know it's Brad. It's more like, is this impactful? Mm -hmm. This is impactful to me, but does it change right. you? You know? Uh-huh. Is it hitting? And, yeah. And I think that this one was especially hard because, I mean, one, like you're going to try to explain the whole Bible in basically 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. um, and you're talking in a room full of people and to the world i mean beyond the sixty thousand people in the room you know everyone that's watching online and all of you guys who might now go back and watch it it's like 
you know, that's a heavy burden to feel like you, you, to carry it well. And then also just, you're speaking to people who may know all these stories and know and have heard all this and know it all. And if you say Joshua, you know who that is. And if you say, you know, Hezekiah, you know, or even, even the, some more, you know, random ones, if you say you would know, but some people who don't even know who anybody is, wouldn't know who David was. So you're speaking to such a broad audience. So how do you say something that touches everybody? Cause you're, you're there to speak to everybody in some ways. And um, so it was hard. And then also I think that you felt really like God put that in your heart that to do it. And I remember you telling me about Josiah and I like love that. I thought that was like, that is it. <laughs> That's on. And then you were, you were, <laughs> you said, yeah, I don't remember you saying this. You said, cause I said this, I said, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying, no, I said, you're trying to do this. And you said, you're saying I'm trying. Does that mean I'm not doing it? And I was like, well, yeah. You, I was like, you keep using the verbiage trying. That's, I think I'm doing it. You're saying I'm trying, which means I'm not accomplishing what I am trying to accomplish. And the other thing that you said was you said, well, girl, you took on a big task. And I said, I remember I was like frustrated. I was like, yeah. well, I wouldn't have chosen this for myself. I told God to choose Ben Stewart for this. I would not have wanted to do this. Because I was like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Because honestly, like I said, this is so vulnerable. And yeah. I feel like the least likely person to do this. And not to mention, like she said, I'm sharing these stories to a lot of people who know all of this and who know it so much better than me. And so I'm like, what if I mess up? What if I say it wrong? What if I, you know, botch the name or the story or something like that? But then I felt like that's why the Lord chose me to do it because probably a lot of you have the same fears. Like, I don't want to share my faith because what if I botch it? What if I say the wrong name? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I look stupid? So I was like, okay, maybe I can prove to people that you don't have to have gone to school. You don't have to have like, all the knowledge in the world and everything like you can just go from your own study with the Lord and yeah. share what you've learned. And it's just a genuine and it's desire a genuine and love, love for, for God. God. Yeah. That's what I was showing mm -hmm. people. And so now I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But at the mm -hmm. time I was like feeling really insecure about it. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, 
thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Yeah. And then you were like, you're well, trying. And I was like, the I know. first time through, you were like flying. Like she was talking faster than she's ever talked in her life. And I was and like, I already talked fast. No, and I was like, okay, I just don't know if anybody's going to get this. She just and said, you're taking the jet. You need to go commercial, my friend. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And then the next time, I think, you, which I told you, I was like, you need to go back and listen to it because you recorded yourself too. And I was like, listen to how many times you say it's just crazy because it was like you were trying to like skip through a lot of time in the history and you so you would go it's just and it was crazy and then this happened seven it was crazy and then it was crazy (laughs) and I was like okay but um but I do know like I do trust the Lord with you and that whenever he speaks something to you you will Mm -hmm. um you know you will sit with him Mm -hmm. and you will work on it until Mm -hmm. you get you get there so I knew that you would get there and then it was but I also knew that I had to say you did Mm -hmm. you really did the crazy thing and then it was like I go through and be like say covenant okay well what does covenant mean you need to break that down Mm because not everyone will know you said Pharisee what does Pharisee Mm -hmm. mean you need to break that down you said Moses but you gave too much context and then you said Joshua you didn't give enough context Mm -hmm. you said that it was like and then by sending that to Jesus you didn't have time to and it was say like, enough and I was like, no <laughs> Jesus is the main part and I've already taught for 20 minutes yeah so this is just why yeah. it was very complex but um it was just so cool because mm-hmm. um you know it really was just two days before I think that you yeah. said it wasn't really coming together and you're trying to do this and um you and said you, you like, said maybe you should take out the bible recap i said mom if that's that's the whole talk you don't just take out the bible recap so this is what i say i'm not always right though yeah i'm not always right i was like trying to help solve the problem and that was obviously not the solution but anyway no but it was so good and i needed that feedback and that and i think it's just so cool because then you see how the spirit moved you know and that's when i say like is it the Lord? Yes, it's fully the Lord. I was fully dependent on the Lord because I was not getting it. I, I don't know that I, I don't think I ever one time in practicing it did it right or did it in the amount of time that it needed to be. Not one time. The morning of, I did it through for Christian. I was 42 minutes. I had to be at around 35 and I was first. So I needed to really honor the time. And then I did it again. I did it in 25 minutes. Took out way too much. I never did it right, except for whenever <laughs> I was there because the Holy Spirit took over. Yeah. So yes, it's fully the Lord, but it's also fully your obedience too. Mm-hmm. So I think when God calls you to something, yes, God's going to do it. He's going to come through on it. But you also have to be obedient to what he calls you to. It's like Moses being called back to Egypt. God was going to do it through him. He said, yeah. open your mouth, I'll give you the words. But you got to get yourself to Egypt. You know, yeah. you got to obey what I'm saying and say mm-hmm. it before Pharaoh. So there's still this intimidating thing to obey, but God is going to come through. And I felt like I got to experience that. And mm-hmm. then just like the love poured out in the moment. But you were also with me in the hospital. So that yeah. was crazy. And you, you, you've you seen you've seen the back end of prep 
preparing for things like this. And I think that I thought it was cool when I said that line about how it's not like, how do you prove God's real? Is it when everything works out in your life? No, it's actually in the hard times that the evidence of his faithfulness is so mm-hmm. true and so real. And you could see the tears in my eyes and I'm like, that's yeah. what I've seen. Like right. we yeah. just were in the hospital for three days. Like, right. It's not in the good times. Right. It's when the things go south yes, that you kind of see his hand. And when we were in the hospital this time, you said to me, you were like, I, because of what you've seen God do over the last, even just two years with Honey and Haven, you're like, I know, like, I can't be angry at him anymore. Like at one time I thought I was, but I can't be angry at him because I know that this is the time that he isn't near to mm-hmm. near to me and this is yeah. something's gonna come through. And um, even if it's not in the way you would hope, mm-hmm. of course we would hope that Haven did happen. not have to go to the hospital. We wish we weren't there, but also we knew God was so good even mm-hmm. when we were there. Yeah. And and he was and um mm-hmm. and he is and even whenever it doesn't mm-hmm. go the way yeah. you would hope. Because mm-hmm. I remember And it's it. not all resolved still. Yeah. You know? It's not. We still have the kidney reflux problem and we still have a road to go down with that. But I remember like, yeah, when that first started starting to happen, every time I would speak and something would happen to someone in our family, I would just get so mad at God. Like, why don't you have our back? Are you kidding me? And actually Earl's message was really good for me because he kind of talked about how, you know, the enemy will tempt you because, you know, you feel like you struggle and you have all these things that come against you when you're doing stuff for the Lord. And um, you kind of just want to take the deal like, oh, if I just quit, then maybe it'll mm-hmm. all go away. And I've thought that a couple of times, you know, like, okay, well, maybe I'll just stop doing this. Maybe I'll just won't speak there anymore. Maybe I just won't do this because then maybe that would mean that it would be more peaceful in our home. Maybe like uh, my kids wouldn't have to face some of these things or we wouldn't face some of these things in our marriage or whatever it is. And that Earl was like, no deal. Like, don't take the deal because he's making promises he can't keep. And also like God is the promise keeper. Like he's the one that's going to be faithful. And I've just like really seen that play out in my life. Just that no deal. Like I'm not taking the deal because God is faithful and he is there for my family. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to work out, but he's there in the midst of all of it. And he has been so good to us and he has honey and he has Haven and he has me and Christian and everyone on our extended family. And we pray and we ask and we feel like he answers and not always the way we want him to. I would love for her to be completely well. And I'm still going to pray and believe that. But I know even in the midst of these moments and these hospital moments that he's there and that he's working for our good and for his good and for his glory. And um, so, yeah, it was just like a shift this year of like, because mm-hmm. when we got there, I was like, I'm not even going to waste time being mad at him. He's good. He's here. He's faithful. Mm -hmm. I've seen it time and time again. And I mentioned this earlier, like no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That doesn't mean the weapon's not going to be formed, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to prosper and God's good and and all of that. So, you know, these are the things that happen kind of behind the scenes. But when, when you see it all come together, you see the way that God moves, you're just like, okay, wow, like it, it affirms that question anymore. How do you know God is real? Like I could not even, this is just, scratching surface of all the things that you experience behind the scenes in a moment like that and then get to see how God weaves and works in people's lives. But there's so much evidence to his um his reality all around us if you just have the eyes to see it and you start walking with him, moving with him and passion's a moment that you get to see it very visually, you know? And sometimes throughout life you you might not see it in that 
big of a way or the magnitude of that craziness, but you'll see it in, in glimpses and in moments that will blow you away in your own life. And so you don't have to be a passion conference to experience this. That's a moment that we got to, but God's spirit is the thing that blows us away. God's spirit is the thing that makes us uh, have stories to talk about. And so, you know, we hope that you start to see this in your life too, no matter what season you're in, what place you're in, uh, what city you live in, wherever God has you, uh, just be obedient to what he's called you to and let him come through on it. And you're going to be blown away, friend, at the evidence of his reality. Okay. Anything else? That's good. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. You don't have to be a passion, but if you can be, <laughs> you next should year, be. <laughs> like, it's a good way to start out the year. <laughs> it's a pretty solid start. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want it to be, but why not make it happen? If you can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and LO Conference is that's actually right. in September, and it made me kind of just like so excited for yeah. that because now that I've experienced it, now I know how to pray yeah. towards things like that. So, and all kinds of gatherings. And yeah. Things. Seek out ways Church. you can just be with other believers this year. Maybe that's something that you could add to your like, yep. you know, New Year's resolutions this year is like, okay, what are some ways that I can just make space or make sure that I'm going to like be with other believers? Yeah. This yeah. Year? I think that's like the key is like I said, it wasn't like the music or the lights or anything. It was just the voices. So yeah. being in fellowship with people who are glorifying God mm -hmm. is the most amazing thing. So seek out moments to be that, be in moments like that. Church is a great way. Mm -hmm. Conferences are a great way. Um, and even just with your friends, gather around your house, small yeah. group. So anyways, let's get this year started going good. We are um, reviving the importance of the word of God. We are turning towards him this year as a generation and be a part of that. So love you guys. Let's have a great year of podcasting, conversations, and seeing God be God. <laughs>